making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network live wherever you go on iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed in the following program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Loving That Sports Talk with your host, James Loving. If you're looking for a fast-paced show that covers football and so much more, this is the place to be. Now, here's your host, formerly of the Philadelphia Eagles, James Loving. This is James Loving, I'm hosting Loving That Sports Talk, and um, another lovely day in Arizona, and actually it's more of a lovely day. I got a special, well, I always have a special guest on this show. I have a guest. Um, actually, his name's Scott Joseph. Are you there, Scott? Yeah, I'm here. Oh, look at him. You know what? You know, uh, I got to tell everybody about Scott Joseph before we get started. Um, Scott Joseph was my roommate at the University of Wyoming. And, you know, when they told us when we got there, you know, when we was recruited by Dennis Erickson, you know, Dennis Erickson recruited a bunch of J.C. players at that time when he got to Wyoming. And um, they go, um, you'll be rooming with this young man named Scott Joseph. I'm like, who is that? So when I got in my room, he was never in the room. Like, where's this guy at? You know, I was scared because they say he was a receiver like me, you know, and he came out of Chabot College. Am I right, Junior College, Scott? Chabot Junior College, yeah. But they was like, you know, he's great, you know, and I was like, oh, this guy could take my spot. But go ahead, Scott. Tell me a little bit about yourself and where you're from and where you played at in Juco. Uh, okay. I'm, I'm from Oakland, California, that beautiful Bay Area. Let me get a shout-out for them. Uh Came up through high school at Bishop O'Dowd uh, High School. We was ranked pretty good in the in the nation at that point. Uh, that was back in the early '80s, and then uh, got into uh, Chabot. Actually, wasn't gonna wasn't gonna play football. I I was uh I was just gonna I was kind of discouraged uh, because of my grades at that time in high school. I wasn't able. I wasn't really, you know really really ready for football and everybody kind of turned me down because of my grades and stuff like that and so what ended up happening is that i had my coach coach kaganan at chabot junior college told me uh he'd give me a shot and i said well you know i really don't know but it ended up working out and uh he um played there for a couple years you know, and then like you said, got up here with Dennis Erickson. He wanted uh he all he all he wanted was JUCOs and so he kinda got us up here because all we was gonna do was pass the ball and that's all we did. And uh it went kinda from there. And then getting in, getting into getting in and being your roommate. Uh <laughs> you know, that was, that was that was that was one of these starting points, one of these relationships. That keeps on going for all these years. 
Well, you know, Scott, we'll get back to it. We'll start with, you know, but let's start with when you say you mess your grades up. But you got yourself together. And football kind of helped you to get yourself together with your grades because, you know, when I met you as a, a young man in school, you know, you was always had everything organized and all like that. You know, you had your P's and stuff. And I'm telling listeners out there, they might not know you, but your parents are great. I know your mom and dad. They're wonderful people. But, you know, what did you do wrong when you messed up with your grades? Because, you know, when I was in high school, I messed up with my grades too. You know, I just thought it was all about sports. But, you know, I had to get back on the right track. What did you do, Scott? Uh, Basically, just got to get to that classroom. You know, football – Football's not going to be there forever. And so, you know, you always tell, I can always look back. You know, I never I never really regret anything that I did because I wouldn't be here right now. But, you know, from, from, from looking back on it, you know, I could have, you know, if I would have been going to class every day, uh, making sure that you were in there every day, uh, you know, then you know, the the sky's the limit for you because you get that degree. Um, you know, it, it, you, you can never take that away from you. And so just, uh, you know, if I were, uh, I worked with a group of kids, and, you know, you can always tell them, uh, get uh, make sure you always go to school. Um, never give that up. And so no matter how old you are or whatever, never give up uh, going to school. Well, you know, and we're going to get into that, Scott. But, you know, we'll get to later on the show, you know, because uh, I got you for a whole hour, so you ain't getting away from me. But um, <laughs> uh, we'll get to, like, the times we had, the fun times. I'll talk about that. But, you know, everybody, you know, we looked up to each other, Scott, when we was in school. You know, you went to Chabot, I went to Santa Rosa. We were ra- we were ranked over you guys, so you already know that, right? <laughs> we were better than you guys. But, you know, being in junior college, you know, and I tell some kids, you know, nowadays, and maybe you could elaborate on this with me. It's not a bad thing to go to a junior college because it kind of helps you if, you know, you want to jump to that college level, the Division One, you know, Division, but it kind of gives you some guidance. Am I right? Well, not only with football, but school and being growing into a young man because you're leaving your parents' home and you're on your own. Am I right, Scott? Exactly. Um, you know, it's, 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 it is a hard jump, you know, from the, from that uh being a freshman and in college from that from that high school area, because you don't know whether you know you go to a, a university. I'm not saying it's a it's a it's a bad thing to do, but you know you get that you get that extra growth for those who who don't have it uh, or who just aren't ready. You know the junior college level is the way to go um, because you do get that you get that experience. Uh, yeah. You know, some kids want to just say, well, I just want to get out of my parents' house and, you know, I'm grown and I can live on my own. But, you know, that that, that real world hits some people and, you know, it's a, it's a frightening thing out there. And so just going through the, through a, you know, if you're not ready, you know, head to a junior college, get your mind right and, you know, figure out what you really want to do. Well, exactly, and that's how it is, Scott. You know, you know how it is going to college. Uh, that that grew me up because when I was in high school, you know, I did what everybody else student did. I didn't, you know, go to class. And I'm like, oh, I'm just gonna play football. But went to the junior college, you know, um, I, it grew me up to be a man, the start of being a manhood, of taking responsibility, you know. And I know when I met you at Wyoming, we'll get into that, you know, great time. But you know, let's get all this other stuff out the way. But Scott, it it grows you up. 
And, uh, you know, it makes you learn that school is important, very important, because like you said earlier, Scott, you're not going to be playing football for long, right? True. And and then also, uh, I, I, before I forget, you know, you got to have that, got to have that family behind you. Uh, no, I got that mother and father who who uh, stuck with me uh, through whatever decisions I was making, and uh, you know, they're always there. So just got to give a give a give a hello to to mom and dad. Make sure that uh, uh, they they know that they always. Uh, thought of at all times. Well, you know what? I, I got to say something, you know. Uh, your mom and dad, we used to mess with you about your parents, like, because your mom and dad was always on you, you know, and that was good, you know, and, and we know how that is. We were like, oh, those got parents, they own him. He got to, you know, do this and do that. But like you say, they was always there for you and, and we had your backing. And when you have a strong parent backing, that that's great, you know, and I know your parents, you know, great people and you know, and and even if you only have a single parent in that home, you still have that back and respect your parents. Exactly. Uh, you know, whatever whatever it takes. You know, everybody needs some kind of guidance in some way, shape, or fashion. Well, let's go. Let's make this fun and let's get into our days of playing sports. You know, we all came out. You came out, your boy. I came from Santa Rosa. We had uh, Anthony Sargent come out of um, L.A. Um, Pierce. Freddie Doucet. Who else we have? What were we called? What was the name that Darren Erickson brought in? Uh, what was that? Uh, the California Crew. Yeah. The California Crew. <laughs> <laughs> in fact, I was just looking back at a, a picture. I could just see, you know, we had, <laughs> they gave us some of those tight shorts. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I remember we, we had uh we had our uh, we had our flat tops, uh, S curls and Jerry curls and, and fades and everything else. So now, Scott, I know it was a good time. Now I couldn't get into those little tight shorts right now. I might bust out, and they might be called uh, bikinis on me right now. <laughs> <laughs> but you know that crew, you know, you know, explain it what it was. What Dennis says, he brought in a bunch of receivers, and it calls the California crew. It was all from California. And um, he's going to have this um, passing game. And, you know, he had you, me, everybody was, I mean, there was nobody better than nobody. That's why I respect and We all respect each other. Uh, go ahead, Scott, elaborate on that. Exactly. We all, that was uh, just one of the things at that time. I mean, we came in. Uh, actually, then that's, that's, that's probably a big reason why I think that everybody uh, on that team is so close to this day still. Just because we didn't really, you know, we really have like, uh, you know, those. We had, I mean, we had a few, but we didn't really have like a true standout, uh, you know, individual on the team where it was just that one person. Yeah. You know, it was just the whole team, and we just knew once we got in that locker room, you know, it, it was business, and you know, we 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 played for each other, you know, and. That's how we we ended up winning. So, but yeah, that that group together, especially those receivers, uh, you know, we got that. We we want to be in that spotlight and do all that kind of stuff. But you know, we really just didn't have just one that was just in the spotlight. We had you know four or five, of, you know, a group of us. Right, and, and like you say, Scott, you made me think about it. Like you say, it wasn't just one person that stood out. It was all because we all. 
helped each other and contribute. You know, like hey, you, me, we had Sard, um, Eric Loftus, you know, um, the younger players, Sean Wiggins, you know, we yeah. had um, you know, Freddie, Freddie Doucette, you know, we had all of them, and and like you say, we all, and then we had the defense, we had Galen Thaxton, we had, mm-hmm. you know, and you know, it was just a group, and nobody stood off to be, you know. Because when you work as a team, that what makes you win, and we and we won, didn't we, Scott? Yeah, we won, we won. I mean, we got we got what we wanted at first because he brought us in as those receivers and uh, brought us in as receivers, and we uh, I think we we were somewhere up there. I, if I can't remember, but I just remember seeing back we were we were somewhere up there leading the nation in passing or something. Yeah, we were. We were top somewhere. It was called Erickson Very Express, and that's what we did. And then, uh, but we just didn't, you know, we didn't, uh, I think we brought the record up, if I can remember. I don't know. We brought, there used to be the team, uh, University of Wyoming used to be, uh, like, last in the league or something before we came in, and then we brought the record up. But, you know, we was, we, we once we saw that, we were hungry. We wanted more. And so that ended up happening. Uh, that next year after, so it worked out pretty good. Yeah, you're right, but you know, a great team and great time. Uh, it was a great time on there. You know, it was. I mean, that those years. You know, like I say, later on we get into when we played there and what we did afterward. Mm-hmm. But we got um, actually we got call online, John. Are you there? What we're going to do is we're going to take a break, and then we'll come back. We got two callers on the line, Scott, but we don't okay. want you to hang up, Scott. You hold on, all right? Okay. And we'll definitely be back with Scott. We'll talk about, you know, the things we did and how you can make it to be a, a great college ball player, and then not only a college player, but a great grow up to be a great young man off the field. So okay. This is James Loving. I'm hosting Loving That Sports Talk, and we'll be right back. Internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. You already get the general sports headlines and discussion on TV and radio. Tune in to The Blueprint with Randall Gatewood. Yeah, we'll cover all the general big name stuff too, but we go beyond the typical sports radio show to bring you the details you don't get anywhere else. We'll talk about the inspirational stories and the little known successes. If you want creativity, The Blueprint is the place to be. Tune in every Thursday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. Do you love sports talk? Can't get enough sports talk? Have we got a show for you. It's about the NFL training camps, Super Bowl previews, a look at the new starting quarterbacks, and weekly key injuries. We'll take your calls and emails right on the air. Former Philadelphia Eagle James Loving is your host, and you never know who'll drop by for a co-host spot or an interview on the spot. Tune in to Loving That Sports Talk with James Loving every Wednesday at noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. Get ready to talk sports. 
with someone who definitely has an opinion, but respects yours as well. The beginning of every week is Crunch Time with Keenan Howry. We'll talk about what happened this weekend and what to look forward to next weekend. Keenan and his guests are ready to discuss the issues with you about football and sports in general. It's Crunch Time with Keenan Howry. Every Monday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. And make your voice heard. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. You're hooked up with Loving That Sports Talk. James Loving and his guests want to hear it from you. Call us at 1-888-346-9144. That's 888-346-9144. Or drop an email to lovingthatsportstalk at yahoo.com. Now, back to the show. This is James Loving back hosting Loving That Sports Talk. And I have my guest on, Scott Joseph from Wyoming. And then I have John. John, you there? Yes. Mm-hmm. It was off break, John. You had a question. Go ahead and ask the um, listeners a question that you have for us. Uh, especially in the professional games when the score is completely lopsided and there's no chance of one of the other teams winning, why do they leave the starters in? It seems like that they're risking injury with them when they do that. Well, you know, I'm going to go on and ask that. I'm going to let you, Scott, you try to take a stab at it. Well, I kind of think, you know, I kind of heard, you know, Scott, what you said on the um, – was on break, but you know, you I, I, I often ask that question why they'll do that. But if you look at professional football, if you don't, if you take them out, the game could change in like an instant, and next you know that the other team is winning. You know, so maybe I think you know they want the game to like be well in hand, maybe one or two minutes left on the floor to do it. That's my thing. But what are your theory is, Scott? Well, I just think that you know teams want to. Uh, you know, there's some players that that want to win with the team, and some players want to lose with the team. You know, um, I can understand like in the in the fourth quarter or of any sport or anything like that. Then you know, if the game is well out of hand, then then you want to take people out. But uh, you know, it's, it, it goes both ways. If you're if you're losing by so many, then you know sometimes that 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 quarterback or that you know or that superstar on the basketball team wants to wants to stay in there because you know they want to you know you win the same and you lose the same um you know it it it, it's a it's a it'll probably be a debate for a long time coming now (laughs) does that kind of sum it up for you john or no i guess i i still don't understand it because the people on the bench don't get any playing time, and uh, they have to stay on the bench then, and uh, it seems like it damages their development. Yeah, well, I kind of well, – I'm sorry, Scott, go ahead. I was just going to say that, that that probably did even come into play with uh, – there's probably been games, and I'm going to speak specifically of the, the Chicago Bears – uh, this uh, last week because he had the third string quarterback coming in and I mean he he did well but you know he probably hadn't seen the field in and I don't know how long and I'm sure there were probably games uh, that was probably his last his last thinking anyway 
was to get into a, a NFC championship game. But, you know, there, there probably were times during the year of the Bears that uh, that he was uh, – that they probably could have put him in earlier. Um, or they probably could have given that guy more of a chance to to get some player time. But, I mean, either way, it kind of worked out for him. I think he's – I think he's made his name known now, so he's he's probably one of those guys that uh, if a game was out of hand, that he probably could have uh, had an opportunity to get in there earlier than than just this NFC Championship game. See, one person told me that it was because they wanted to pad their statistics, and I didn't believe that. I thought professionals weren't into that kind of selfishness. But but your idea or somebody's idea that they were there to complete the game might makes more sense. They want to complete it with each other. Yeah, that's I, I think that's 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 kind of what happens. Um, you know, I don't. Uh, I, you know, you 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 have to to ask their coach for that kind of stuff. But just some insight, I probably that they want to. You know, they you win the same and you lose the same. Well, John, before we get you off the line, who you got for Super Bowl winner? You got Green Bay or you got Pittsburgh? <laughs> Boy, I had a bad weekend. My two favorites <laughs> lost. <laughs> I, I really don't care, but I don't think I don't think the Steelers can be beat. I really don't. Hey, John, we have to go with that theory that everybody you pick, we go the opposite, right? Is that what you <laughs> yeah, said on right. the show? There you go. <laughs> <laughs> Well, let me get this other caller in line, John. But thanks for calling in, John. Sure, and good talking to you. All right, we'll see you next week. Call in. We got Super Bowl picks. Hey, we'll do. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, we got another caller now, Scott. Um, Chuck, are you there? Yes, sir. I am so glad you held on, Chuck. Would you tell everybody to listen out there? <laughs> <laughs> this is like this is like a reunion. Am I right, Chuck? <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead, Chuck. You know, you've been on the show before, but tell everybody who you are. Well, um, <laughs> I'll, I'll keep it clean there because this is a happy show. What's up, Scoop? Oh, that's it. What's happening? Everybody listen out there. Scott Joseph's name, his nickname is Scoop, so that's why we say Scoop. We all got nicknames. And, and I'm, I'm sitting here looking at some pictures on Facebook of uh, of. Back in the day, it's kind of funny to see this all and, and to hear these stories. But uh, I'm, a, I'm a teammate. I'm a former teammate of uh, of Scott, and, and of course yours, Love. I, I was I was one of the guys that uh, we battled and fought every day in practice, and, and, and hung out and had a ton of fun after after practice, and and couldn't get any work done because uh, Mr. Loving here was the. Uh, Distraction in study hall. Would you agree with that? <laughs> he wanted to bring our grades down too. Huh? <laughs> I call it the I call it the office. <laughs> <laughs> we might well get it on out the way, Chuck. What was the office for us? Go ahead, tell the listeners. <laughs> well. <laughs> We it's a family show. We try to promote education, but you know we uh, we, we would head over to uh, it's a place called the library, and it wasn't it, it wasn't the library filled with books. It was, it was a library filled with uh, just some cool off beverages, like Miller Lite, Budweiser. 
and one of and one of your teammates, one of your uh, offensive teammates, would have a briefcase with nothing in it but a walk. <laughs> Hey, hey, we were able to make this show of like the back of the day. Let's tell it all. You know, that was a great time. Boy. It was. Actually, it was a great time. In fact, it was a great time in, in Wyoming athletics in general. Just because everybody was winning. I mean, you had basketball team, the football team, the, the ski team, the, uh, all the basketball and whatever else, volleyball, wrestling, anything was winning. So it was a good time. I think it was on one of, I think it was in one of uh, Playboy's top 100 party schools or something <laughs> like that. So everything was winning at that time. Hey Chuck, I'm gonna ask you. Then I'm gonna ask you, Scott. What was your best thing in Wyoming with all the guys hanging out? Your best time? Oh wow, um, we had a lot of fun dressing up in our suits and 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 walking out in dress shoes and then turn around and going back inside to put on uh, kangaroo tennis shoes because what we thought was cool wasn't cool in Wyoming. Uh, and going over to the basketball game, when we would go to the basketball games and watch Finnis and the rest of those guys, that that was a ton of fun. What was yours, um, Scott? School? I'm going to call you school. Uh, yeah, just call me school. Hey, uh, you know, um, Man, just uh, I think all the times we could just kind of sitting up in the dorms uh, or hanging out down in the in the dorm lobbies, trying to come up with 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 different 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 things to try and uh, pick up on some people, <laughs> or or just you know like just said, going to the game. Doing all that, but we did it. I mean, we just kind of did it together. It just wasn't, you know, just one person just kind of hanging out, you know. We all kind of grouped together, and I think that's what uh, keeps us going to this day. Yeah, I I agree with that. I hey, I even thought about the barber shop that uh, I would open up in the hallway just to do haircuts before the game. <laughs> so yeah, all those things. Yeah, and, and I think, you know, like you say, you know, it was um, those times that we sat in the dorms and we played spade. We all was a team, and we sat back there, and we, we built as a team, you know. Everybody was like, you know, hung out. Everybody looked out for each other, you know. And it's like those times that we just laughed and played. And like you say, nobody was better than nobody, you know. We all looked at each other equal, you know. You guys agree? I would definitely agree. Well, I would disagree because we was better than y'all all the time, every day of practice. Now, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> well, go ahead, elaborate on that. Well, you know how it was. A, it was a it was a battle every day. You know, it was uh, receivers versus defensive backs, and because we lived in the same dorm or the dorm next to each other, it was. It was just a. It was like it was a big family of brothers, you know, just having fun, working out, challenging each other, and you know, just enjoying the moment because it, it was interesting how we all came together. You know, if it weren't for uh, Coach Dennis Erickson looking for that JUCO uh, transfer to bring into a, a a losing program and turning it around. 
Scott, I think we were three and eight in the beginning, and we turned it around to six and six the first year. Yeah, and then going on to ten and two after Erickson uh, deserted us for uh, Pac-10. But uh, it, it was a good time. We we had a good time, and just you know, I, I say it in, in joking jokingly manner, but uh, it was very competitive. But off the field, it was great because we helped each other uh, push through. You know, like Scott said, sitting around in the dorms and, you know, capping on people, you know. I remember the first guy we started capping on was, uh, remember, uh, Love, I think you gave him the nickname Ozzy Osbourne, the guy, the big big red. He was sitting there, all he set up and watched was TV in, in, the, in the dorm lobby. In the dorm lobby, right. I remember that. Yeah. But yeah, well, definitely. What we're gonna do is um, don't leave um, Chuck and Scott. When we come back from break, we're not, we'll start talking about a little Jake Cutler. What? There's a lot of things that have been talked about. You know, players. You know, former players was kind of dogging him. But you know, when we come back from break. We definitely gonna discuss that. So, you guys hold on. And this is James Loving, hosting Loving That Sports Talk, and we'll be right back. Are you a real sports fan? Get ready to talk football and anything else sports with Kwame Lasseter, formerly with the Arizona Cardinals, San Diego Chargers, and St. Louis Rams. Kwame's got the experience, so he's prepared to talk sports with you every week on Kwame Lasseter's Sports Talk. It's on the Voice America Sports Network every Tuesday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, noon Eastern Time. Get ready for unpredictable fun and sometimes a sarcastic look at the world of sports. That's Kwame Lasseter's Sports Talk on the Voice America Sports Network. Entrepreneurial Insights is your weekly excursion into the world of business ownership. Presented by Sunbelt Business Brokers, the leading business brokerage and intermediary firm in the world, Entrepreneurial Insights will examine critical issues that impact both existing and prospective business owners. If you own or want to own a small business, listen for Entrepreneurial Insights with John Davies, Pino Boccinello, and Matt Ottaway. Fridays at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Get ready to go inside the minds and behind the scenes with the top professional athletes, celebrities, and music entertainers. It's a sports show like no other. Keeping it real. Keeping it real with former NFL wide receiver Jarris McIntyre is real talk with in-depth interviews, topical discussions, and a whole lot of comedy. You'll hear from the entertainers, the athletes, and the fans. Keeping it real. Keeping it real with Jarris McIntyre is broadcast live every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. You're hooked up with Loving That Sports Talk. James Loving and his guests want to hear it from you. Call us at 1-888-346-9144. That's 888-346-9144. Or drop an email to lovingthatsportstalk at yahoo.com. Now, back to the show. This is James Loving, host of Loving That Sports Talk, and I got my two guests on the show Scott Joseph, normally known as Scoob, and Chuck Kimball, known as Pops, you know. So these are two great teammates that we played together. But, you know, we're going to talk a little NFL, guys. Before we get on our last segment, we'll talk about what we had fun with school, you know, old time. But, 
you know, I want to go with you guys, Chuck and um, Scoop. You know, there's a lot of things going on with Jay Cutler that he was hurt. You know, they want to play for a team. I know a lot of players, and you know, that have to play injured. And in that spot, the way, you know, we talked about earlier, Scoop, that the second, third string quarterback don't get that much time. Should he have played, Scott? Um, you know, every, I, I, I think the, 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 the media has probably come into play a whole bunch, and that, that probably played a big part in it, um, and, and what people kind of saw. But, you know, if you, that, if, if people was hurt, uh, you definitely, you know, you want to jump in there. You want to be along with that team, you know, but like I said, the, I think I think things have kind of changed in the game, just due to the fact that uh, a lot of things are coming to light. Um, I know they've had that. I don't want to jump off into a, a whole another subject, but you know, probably with that concussion thing and right. and everything else too. You 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 hit your head on that uh, on that field in Hawaii uh, a while back, and and it was hurting. Yeah. You know, you 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 did come up a little dizzy, and so you know. But you know, you jump right back on in. Uh, I, I think it's I think it's going to change the whole the whole culture of the game. Maybe um, you know whether parents want to send their kids out to play football. You know, things like that. And so, I'm just interested. I just want to see you know where it leads. Um, but yeah, injuries. You you want to go down with your team, so you 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 hobbling back out there no matter what. Right. Um, that's just, you know, that's just kind of how I see it. Chuck, I know you know about injuries because in, in uh, Wyoming, I know you was injury free because you you guys did things to stop injuries. You know, you know we all sit back and laugh at where you and Red used to run heel. Drink oranges, but can't. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny. We'll talk about that too. But yeah. can injuries hamper you from? Do you know when you can't play, Chuck? Or if you're in that situation when you go to the Super Bowl, would you play? Answer that for me, Chuck. If, if I if I could think, physically get myself up upright, I would have to stay out with my teammates because that reminds me of we were playing for that uh, our second year we were playing for a perfect uh uh season in the conference and we were playing Colorado State and I remember this so vividly because the highlight made it to ESPN my dad called me and said boy what happened to you but in the instant uh they were trying to Colorado State was trying to score and they dumped the ball off to a big fullback and this guy I mean he turned super beat red and just barreled down and and ran me over but I stopped him from scoring but I was hurt and my roommate and teammate came and kicked me in the side and said boy get up you ain't hurt mm-hmm. <laughs> and at the time I was hurt but all I could just remember was the, were the workouts we had, knowing what was on the line, and being one of the guys that were getting the call, the plays called in, helmet all cocked to the side. I'm mm-hmm. telling them get the play because I can't, I can't see, you know, I can't understand what was going on. So, you know, the camaraderie is what'll get you through. Um, and those my teammates helped me get through. So yeah, I would have to say if I physically could 
get back to my feet. Yeah, I would I would stay in the game because I know what it what it what it it, it means to to win that game, to stay out there with your teammates, all the things that you've gone through. Uh and and most players will do that unless your teammates don't have the same value for you mm-hmm. as uh as, as another player, and, and, and often, you know, in my, after my career and I got into coaching, you know, having made the transition, I would look to the players and I'd say, hey, how's James, you know, how's mm-hmm. Scoob, you know, and they would mm-hmm. say, hey, man, he's good, he's good, or this guy's not, and, and so I think that might have played a role in this, in this past uh, uh, championship game that the confidence, well, first of all, the previous injury that uh, the quarterback had, but then also the confidence that you know coaching staff and other players are saying, "Look, we're trying to get beyond. We're trying to get beyond this level. We're trying to get beyond this this plateau." Because you know the Bears, you, they get there, they knock on the door, but it's been a while yeah. since they've made it to the next round. So there are a lot of factors. But to answer your question, absolutely, I would not come off the field if I if I could get to my feet. Well, let me. I'll come back to you in a minute, Chuck. But school, you know. With you being a receiver and you go out there and say, like, you hurt your hand, you know, but you, you feel that you're the star player. Do you go out there? And, but if you know that you're not going to help your team, you're going to hurt your team, but they feel that you're the star player, you're going to go out there, which one are you going to decide to do? Because that's the spot that Jay was in. You know, which one do you feel? As a player, you think you're going to hurt them more being out there or help them just because you're, you know, you're there? It, it, it would probably depend on where that injury was and, and what 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 part of my body um, would really be affected in that game. Mm-hmm. Um, if I could run, if my legs were moving, and but my hands weren't, then as a receiver, I can't catch the ball. But Jay, knee, I, but Jay knee was hurt as a quarterback. You Do you think he could have performed? It just didn't. God, it's hard. Because, <laughs> like I said, back we we could go back on it, and all we saw was stuff on the TV. Right. I mean, we weren't physically at the game. Those exactly. who were probably physically at the game, and like Chuck said, those in that locker room probably knew a little bit more. No. Um, that have been there with them daily. Um, as far and it just. Like I said, the media kind of, you know, the TV views that we got made him look kind of disinterested, you know. He wasn't really wanting to do anything. Uh, That's kind of how it made it look. Whether that's what happened, that's a whole different story. Um, But if he could, you know, if he gives them their best option to win, no matter what position, uh, then, you know, I, I I put it on them to get out there and help their team out. Um, you know, if it, it if it just got to a point, I guess where he was just physically unable to go, then you know that's uh that that that's a whole different story. Then he shouldn't be out there. But if your body parts, you know that that you use like a quarterback, you probably need a whole but you need everything. So. You know, if it's if if it's if it's down to his knee, then he probably can't scramble from that from the defense that was after him. Uh, 
then probably, yeah, he probably stays out of the game. Yeah. And with you, Chuck, you say when your teammates kick you and told you to get up, if you didn't get up and go back and play, do you think you, you was letting your team down? Because you said you was hurt, right? Yeah, yeah, I, I was hurt. I, I, I really um, – Not to cut you off, Chuck, but I still want to talk about uh, when you scored that touchdown against New Mexico. Remember that? Oh, uh, yeah. yeah well, we go on that, but it, go ahead and finish the question. <laughs> well, you know, part of it was my, my, my pride. I didn't want to, you know, let my guys down. We, we, we were winning. We are trying to stop this team from coming in. Um, I asked them to get to play, you know, call the defense. And just looking over there, and my boy came over to me. He kept saying, man, you, you know, get it together, get it together, you know. And, and that's all I could do in the drilling and then the rush of being in the game, it, it pulled me through. So, you know, two different scenarios. I, I look at Brett Favre when he broke his ankle, you know, and mm-hmm. the, the, the guys stayed in there. The, the guys hunkered down and kept them off of him, you know, and, and it just depends on the personality. I, I, again, relate it back to talking to the guys in the huddle, the guys out there on the field. Hey, man, can't school, can you go? You know, that's the question that's being asked. And if you say no, then, okay, well, then you got to stay in here this one play, you know, be a diversion or something. But with the quarterback, it's, it's a lot different. So, you know, we saw Brett Favre play with a broken ankle. You know, they said there was a broken bone in his, in his, in his ankle, but he continued through uh, the rest of the game. Kyle, you know, different guy, you know, maybe not as mentally tough or strong, or the knee was just uh, that bad. But media does have a way. Media does have a way, and based on what those commentators are saying, it can set a frenzy like we're discussing right now. You know, it's, it's like the other ball player who was on the sideline laughing and joking, and they told, they they threw it out of, out of context and said, you know, he was disinterested. Derek and having Anderson. been former players, you guys know, you know, you remember when we Reggie and I were on the sideline wearing army helmets, you know, what I mean yeah. people looking at that and we're laughing on the sideline but we're losing. Right. You know, but that doesn't mean that we're not interested in the game. Well, well you're right, Chuck, and like, you know, Derek Anson, you know, they looked at it, you know, and I was telling everybody, nobody know the sidelines your time to relax, really. Because once you're on that field, you're all tense and your mind in the game. When you're on the sideline, you're going to have a different body language and your mindset and your, your facial expression is going to be different from on the field. So when the media sees that, they, they instantly, oh, he's not into it. Or he, you know, look at um, um, the quarterback from the Jets. He's joking around. He put a booger on, you know, oh, yeah. Brunel, you know, and everybody took that. You know, that's their time of relaxing. Am I right, guys? That is true. Hey, I mean, he ate a hot dog on the sideline. I mean, you know, it's just, it's media. We have to take it with a grain of salt and understand that they're trying to sell advertising. They're trying to sell viewership. They're trying to sell things and, and, and actually bend our way of thinking into a direction that would just cause more controversy. And if we buy into it as, as a public, then they win. But if we keep it, you know, we have shows like this, continue to, to, to keep it in context and know that, hey, these are warriors out there, and the moment they step between those lines, it's, 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 like, it's like talking to an attack dog. You know, he's just as nice with the kids, but the moment his master gives him a command, it's on. He has to be in that frame of mind. So 
we really can't tell where Kyle was. You know, we see that uh, we see what the results were. You know, Chicago had a good team, decent team, but uh, couldn't come through. I'm proud of the young man that stepped in because that's what that you have to have that kind of confidence in your backup players. I mean, it's, they shouldn't really miss a beat when a, when another player comes in. You agree with that, Scoop? Do you agree with that, Scoop? I definitely agree with that. You know, I mean, he was, he was, he, he that one kid was part of that team, and you know, he could have easily, you know, during during the times where he just on the bench. Like I said before, he was the third string. So I mean, there are no times that you know, in practice or in uh, in meetings or anything, he could have just been, you know. Saying okay, I'm just gonna sit around and just you know, my my time will come at some point, right? You know, and he could have just he could have just you know laid back and not even paid attention. He's like, no, nah, I know I'm not gonna get into this game at all, or I'm not gonna get into any games, you know, for a long time. But you know, that's his, that's 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 the kind of heart that you want on a, a team is that somebody that's done your your whole team, you know, from from top to bottom is going to be into it, you know, and, and into every day of practice and all that stuff, you know, the the locker room is where I call it, you know, because that's, you know, things staying that thing, things go on in that locker room that, you know, nobody else sees. That's, that's their time. And, you know, in, in meetings, practice, everything else, he, he was ready to step up, and, you know, and he did. That's good. And like you say, you know, when the player got to come in, you know, like, you know, we switched in and off for each other. So when we had to come in to play the game, we had to play it. But we're going to take a break. But when we come back, Chuck, we'll talk about that touchdown that you had in New Mexico. And, school. you know, we'll talk about you with Brooke, you know. So you better get ready for that one, Chuck. This is going to be our cadden section. So this is James Lovey, Loving That Sports Talk. You got to listen to this last segment of it. We'll be right back. Internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. Do you love sports talk? Can't get enough sports talk? Have we got a show for you? It's about the NFL training camps, Super Bowl previews, a look at the new starting quarterbacks, and weekly key injuries. We'll take your calls and emails right on the air. Former Philadelphia Eagle James Loving is your host, and you never know who'll drop by for a co-host spot or an interview on the spot. Tune in to Loving That Sports Talk with James Loving every Wednesday at noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. Spin It with Chuck Foreman has a spin on so much that's going on. It will be hard to fit it all into the promo. We'll talk about the weekend games, what to look forward to, hot topics in the news. Spin It Old School, which gives a back-in-the-day approach from Chuck. A no-spin zone where Chuck gives an unbiased opinion and lets you do the same. Chuck will be taking us around town and around the world with news, happenings, and more. It's football, news, and happenings. Tune in for Spin It with Chuck Foreman. Foreman, Tuesdays at 2 p.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Pacific, on the Voice America Sports Channel. Your internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. Sports. 
You're hooked up with Loving That Sports Talk. James Loving and his guests want to hear it from you. Call us at 1-888-346-9144. That's 888-346-9144. Or drop an email to lovingthatsportstalk at yahoo.com. Now, back to the show. This is James Loving, host of Loving That Sports Talk, and this is going to be the great session I ever going to have. This is a cadence session, you know. You know, we got Chuck Kimbrough, my best buddy, name is Pop, and Scooby, Scott Joseph, as we call him Scoob, down in Wyoming. Chuck is in Oakland, right, Chuck? Yes, sir. Yeah. Well, we're going to get with you, Chuck. Well, no, we start with school because we're going to talk about your touchdown later. But when we was in college school, we went to Washington State to play. You remember that? <laughs> I got I to let because this is a funny story that we all look back in school. We 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 had a curfew. Am I right, Scoot? Stop me when I'm not telling the truth. <laughs> we we couldn't go into any clubs or bars, but we were sitting outside of a club. And you leaning over, I can see it this to this day, Chuck, and you know I'm right. Scoot looking there, he see this girl that he was in love with. He's like, Brooke, Brooke, Brooke. Like, Scoot, leave that girl alone, you know. Brooke, Brooke, Brooke. Scoot, tell us what happened with that. <laughs> <laughs> like you said, we... We on the road, you know. <laughs> we usually just had some dinner, hung out, uh, did those types of things. Uh, go to your room, uh, go to each other's room, hang out, sit around and talk. But uh, you know, we, it was just one of those moments that where we we we, we decided to hang out. And there happened to be a, well, it was some kind of club inside the hotel or something. Yeah. I forget what it was. Yeah. Or something like that. Yeah, so we get over there. And there was a, there was a, there was a pretty attractive individual that was in there. <laughs> <But> <laughs> you had your hound on. It just so happened that, 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 that I was the one that set up there and wanted to, to keep <laughs> it was. Somebody it was. Else. You were hounding her, Brooke. Brooke, we, we like school. Leave her alone. No, Brooke. 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 <laughs> but anyway, school. Uh, every time you made a catch, you used to do this like airplane thing. Where'd you get that from? Oh yeah, definitely. Actually, we did. Then we had we had a bunch of celebration little things. Yeah. Senate came up with the buck. Yeah, we had that end zone little dance, <laughs> and then uh, somebody somebody coined it the, the Scooby Snack. Or this, something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> did a little did a little spin after every catch. You know, just one of them fun things. You know, just happy to be out there playing some ball. Yeah, and like you say, you know, school great player. You know. Every ball he caught, you know, we all had a great time. Now we'll get over to you, Chuck. Uh, I remember, was it New Mexico or New Mexico State? Which game was that? The Lobos, that's all I remember. New Mexico. And we sitting there playing the game. We blowing them all, maybe 56 nothing. And I don't know if we were winning by that much at that time. And you caught an interception. And God for whole, I could, I light as day. That was the slowest run back touchdown I ever <laughs> seen in my whole life. <laughs> You might have had two strokes, a heart attack, and you had a, a, a diabetes. Why was it so slow? We know you're 48 years old when you uh, <laughs> a, a freshman in college. You funny, man. Tell us about that interception, Chuck. Well, see, I, I know that you, how envious you are because of my speed, and I was a year or two older, and I had several 
Barry Sanders juke moves because they thought I was going to go out of bounds. <laughs> And I cut it back across the field and went 81 yards. So I know that my touchdown was longer than your touchdown. So that's why you were trying to uh, grill me on this one. So, hey, hey, Chuck, you ever watch Sports Center? Where I think it's Chris Berman. Go, he could go all the way. He was like this. He could go. Oh, that's how slow that was. And you scored a touchdown. I'm like, you got to be kidding me. Chuck, what, Chuck, what was going through your mind, though? You was running that way. You, you, were you tired? Don't get caught. Were you tired? Oh, was I? And then everybody wanted to come and celebrate and jump on me. I'm at the bottom of the pile with so many... Uh, uh, I don't remember how high the elevation was, but once I got to the end zone, I was so darn tired, and all these guys jumped on me. I was like, man, get off of me. It was funny because the ambulance out there like, go give him an oxygen tank, you know, give him some <laughs> well, well, I knew who tried to start that rumor. I knew it was you, so... <laughs> hey, and you know, we on the air, it's a family show, but we know who um, Bikino was over in the corner. No one saw it. Am I right, school? You remember those? <laughs> like, <laughs> we know who those were over there. <laughs> we'll have to bring, we'll have to get Mad Dog. Go over to, go over to the university and get Mad Dog and let him be a host. And I guarantee you, he will have uh, DNA. <laughs> Well, guys, go ahead. Before we go, we got three minutes to close off. Uh, Chuck, go tell everybody what you're doing down there. Then I'll let you, Scott. Go ahead, give them a minute of peace. Okay. Well, I, I, I personally, uh, I help people brand their business, whether their message or their uh business or just plain want to keep in contact with uh, friends and family anywhere in the world, we use a uh, suite of products called My Video Talk. If you want to take a look at it and get more information, go to PromoteMyName.com. It's a phenomenal business. I, I think that, love, I want to get you turned on to it and get you sponsored so that uh, we can actually start looking in and seeing what you're looking like and doing there in the right. studio. That's what I do, man. Okay. And, and Scoob, go ahead. You down in um, Laramie, Wyoming? But I am Laramie. Uh, going back, uh, taking a class, going back, getting my CNA license, license, and then doing a lot of substitute teaching. Uh, just seeing, uh, just, you know, taking care of those kids still. And, and like you say, you know, both you guys, great teammates, and actually not only teammates, but great friends on the field and off the field. And, you know, like I say, you got you definitely got to come back on the show so we can talk more stories. There's so many more stories, you know. And like you say, always good. There's never no bad, guys. You agree with that? I agree with it. Absolutely. Chuck, Absolutely. before we leave, who you got? Super Bowl, Pittsburgh or um, Green Bay? Man, I'm going to go with Green Bay, man. Who you got, Scott? Scoop. I got to go with Green Bay. Green Bay, although, although I'd like to see uh, uh, Tomlin, I'd like to see him get a Super Bowl because I don't think he gets the respect he deserves. But, you know, I got to uh, I got to go with Green Bay. I think they're going to win it. I, I hope uh, Dennis Dixon, uh, he was one of the kids that I coached uh, in San Leandro Crusader, uh, Pop Warner here in uh, the Bay Area. He's a backup quarterback for uh, Pittsburgh. So uh, I, I'd like to see him in my heart as long as uh, – with Tomlin, but I just think that uh, they're gelling 
Green Bay's gelling a little bit more. Yeah. Well, there we go. Everybody got Green Bay favorite. Hey, put $2 on that bet, right? Green Bay win. <laughs> Green Bay win. You better let Betty Ford know so they don't come <laughs> looking for you, man. <laughs> hey, as long as they have a bag of potato chips there with it, I'm cool, you know? <laughs> Hey, but we know where you be. You be at the orange juice factory. <laughs> and we know where school be. School got his head hanging over that little bar. Talk about Brooke. Brooke. Yeah. Brooke. Well, I'm drinking noni juice instead of orange juice now, man. <laughs> Chuck, yeah, yeah, you I'm always crazy. come up with some kind of juice. I don't care what. Papaya juice. Mamaya juice. Mamaya juice. <laughs> <laughs> well, you guys, thank you for coming on. You know this week's show with Loving and Sports Talk, and uh, welcome back anytime, guys. Thank you, Mama. Uh, thanks, thanks for having me. So we're still teammates and friends. So that's a great thing to have when you have players like that. You be still become friends, you know, and you respect each other on the field. And you like to get their input of what they're doing in the community, helping kids, and that's what I do out here in Arizona. You know, helping the kids and. Just, you know, if you can help uh, what you've been through to show somebody so they won't go the wrong way and you teach them the right way, that's what we try and do out here. And that's what my show is about, you know, having a good time, having fun, you know, talking to the kids. But this is James Loving, host another one, Loving No Sports Talk, and we'll be back next week. Thank you. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.